Brands on Brands. Hey, 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 what's up? This week we are talking about video podcasting best practices. Best practices for podcasters out there who are trying to start including video with their show. Check it out. In a world where content is king and your reputation is your brand, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands, a home for those that think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here is your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, hey, what's up? I'm Brandon Berkmeyer from Brands on Brands. I'm your personal branding coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters today is the only way to thrive tomorrow. I appreciate you guys being here. Today, we're talking about video podcasting. This is part three in our three-part series, the last part in our series. And it is all about video podcasting best practices. We talked about you know the equipment you need to get set up. We talked about why you should be using video podcasting to begin with. And now we're going to get into some best practices. Again, I'm trying to keep this short, keep it simple for you. I don't want you to be intimidated. This should be easy for podcasters. And that is my goal, to make this easy for you to transition from being a podcaster to being a video podcaster. It is my belief that anyone podcasting should have a camera running at the same time, should have those assets also being created that you can use to grow your show in the future. You may not be ready right now to be live on YouTube, to have content on YouTube or to have video on social media. However, you should be right now today starting to capture video that you could use in the future when you are ready so that you're not creating it from scratch. That's what we're talking about today. Specifically, when you're getting ready, after you've taken these steps that we talked about, after you've gotten the right equipment and you've set up your show, after you've committed to doing this and being ready with just minimal setup like we talked about in the last show, what you're going to want to figure out is... What is going to take me from being ready to being done, right? And that's what we're going to get into is those best practices from now having video assets to actually getting them onto YouTube and onto social media. What are the things that matter? And specifically on YouTube, we're going to focus on that because that's the easiest transfer of episode content, right? That's the first place that you could have a new home for your long form podcast content. Now, what got me thinking about this too is, you know, there's a lot of podcasters who ask the question, you know, should I be repurposing my podcast to YouTube? And that's a good question, right? Because YouTube, it's a very different visual. We have people that have amazing camera content and different angles and they zoom in and they zoom out and they do different things. And the reason that that's important is it's just another level of interest for your show, right? So when thinking about that, you know, what is the difference when I'm ready to take that step? I think the first thing we've all got to gotta commit to is creating content that makes sense for the channel, right? Just taking your podcast and throwing it up on YouTube, either as just audio is not going to work or as raw video footage is not going to work. Those two things are not interesting to watch, not engaging to the audience, and really don't respect what the power of the platform is. So 
if people take the risk and look at your video once, they're not going to want to watch it a second time. So your goal is to be able to develop video that is strong enough that will keep people coming back, will keep them engaged to finish watching your video so that new eyeballs come to your channel, right? And this isn't a masterclass on YouTube, but there are three basics that I want you guys to think about just to get you started to where you're not posting random audio and video content on YouTube. You know, you want to do this right. You took the step, you recorded it, you got the camera, you got the equipment, you have the right lighting, you recorded this stuff. Here's the three simple things you guys need, right? The first is going to be video assets. What do I mean? I mean, you're going to need a couple of little graphical things that help brand your show. That might be a little overlay intro that's shorter than maybe your podcast intro, a little animated intro. You'll need a couple of little pop-ups that you can overlay in the middle of your show, some transitions, um, things that say subscribe to the channel, things that transition between scenes if needed, a couple of simple ones that you could use over and over, and also maybe an outro to the show. Those couple of simple branding elements shouldn't take long to create. You can have you can outsource those to a designer or download uh, an asset pack from, you know, find somewhere on Google where they sell those pre-existing. And those assets take you from just randomly posting content to having things you need to make your visuals more interesting, right? So that's the first thing is going to be video assets. The second is going to be interesting, edited, shorter footage. Uh, you're going to want to cut your content down. And then the third is going to be some keyword research. So let's finish talking about video assets. You know, when I started thinking about putting my stuff on video, I tried a bunch of different things. I just gave the whole thing to an editor and got it back. I try to just post the graphic images. I try to just post audio. All of it, you know, I could tell you wasn't I wasn't proud of it. I, I put it out there. A, I wasn't proud of it. And B, it wasn't effective. And you, you could tell why. Like, I didn't want to watch it. Why would someone else want to watch it? As I gave it to an editor, that was slightly better, slightly interesting. But I realized I didn't have any consistent branding assets that made the show feel like a show instead of something that was randomly hodgepodge together, right? Bootstrapped together. So those video assets are step one and they are the kind of thing you can have developed for pretty cheap. Um, so I would say if you are like trying to get there, put that on your checklist of things to do. You know, I need video assets. I need to create some video brand assets. And that should be, you know, step one on your checklist. Step two on your checklist is to figure out who your editor is going to be. Who's going to edit this footage? You can go directly to like Upwork and find an editor there to hire, to work with you consistently. I tried a few of those people. They can be a little expensive uh, and then inconsistent. You know, I tried different people from different countries and I started working with someone consistently and then they ghosted me, right? That could happen when you work with freelancers, especially in different countries, but it's an option that maybe will get you started. The second, you know, I interview a lot of YouTubers and when I ask them, a bunch of them referred two different companies to me. One was Video Husky and the other was Vid Chops. You can Google those and find them and check out their offerings. I think Video Husky was the one that people recommended the most. And essentially what they do is, you know, you take all this footage you've been saving and you take these video assets that you've now built and you send it to them. And they take care of all the editing and they're a company. So you always have someone working on you. Uh, on your projects. They try to keep someone consistent on your projects so that, that they know all the information you give them. They can apply that to your next, you know, all the 
upcoming videos after the first one you give them. And it's, you know, depending on the packages you buy, you could essentially like for $400 a month, get 20 videos edited or something like that, uh, or as many as you need. So yes, it's an investment. And that's why I say, if you're not ready to spend the money, at least be capturing the, the video so that later you can give it to them and you can just have them do a bunch of videos from your archives. But that's going to be the, I think the fastest power move to getting your show ready and presentable for a video format for a YouTube, right? And guess what? They're going to do all the extra stuff. They're going to cut your videos down from being a 45 minute interview to being a 20 minute interview or a 10 minute interview. Maybe even it's two or three 10 minute interviews based on the trains of thought you're having in your show. They're going to create different looks. If you have two cameras running, they can take a camera one perspective. They can zoom in, they can zoom out. They could take a camera two perspective. They can get one with you looking at that directly, or they can get one from the side while you are talking to the other camera and just present different points of view that are interesting to the viewers. And with that, they can do some graphic overlays, some transitions, and all the things you might need that bring the show together in a way that's quick and interesting and delivers a topic to your guests, to your audience in an interesting way. It sounds daunting, but guess what? That's not work you have to do. I don't think any of you should be your own editors, especially if you're trying to do this consistently. Find the money, invest in the team, go to something like Video Husky and have them do this for you consistently. And then the third thing is a little bit of keyword research. You know, what what you'll notice that YouTubers do and bloggers do that podcasters tend to neglect is they think about what is it that people are searching for that I can create for them that would bring them to me that's relevant to my content, my channel. What's great is because you're having this video edited, you might be able to cut it down to the topics within your show that are the most important things you know, the how-tos or the, the quick tidbits of information that are the most interesting. And now you can think about how am I going to title this show in a way that makes people want to click it? That's relevant when searching. You know, when people search for how to podcast, I'm going to use the word podcast or podcasting or start a podcast in that search term. I'm not going to get clever with it and say, you know, find freedom in your life through the power of your voice, right? That's interesting and clever-ish, but it's not actually going to get you found because that's not something anyone would ever type into a YouTube search or a Google search for that matter. So what you're going to want to do is figure out what are the keywords that represent your brand that you want to be known for that people type in when looking for something like you or for looking for content like yours. And how do you take that information and embed it not just in, into the themes of your videos, but also into the titles of your video and into the descriptions of your video so that you can start to rank for these types of shows or these types of words. Also, YouTube asks you specifically, what are the keywords that you want to rank for? Help us categorize your content. So thinking about that ahead of time is helpful. And if you can't do it for past shows in terms of thinking about it ahead of time, you just have to then categorize them as best you can. And then forward looking for new shows, think about, does this show represent a keyword well? Is there something that I could be focusing on that really represents my brand or am I creating random content that doesn't fit into the context of my show, right? If you're doing a show about fitness and you randomly talk about your vacation, but you don't talk about fitness at all, that's going to be a little jarring and off topic and it may not fit your channel. So trying to stay in your lane and think about keywords and how they lead audience to you is important. 
that's the last thing. Uh, again, it's have a few video assets pre-built for your show, clip down your footage to have an editor clip your footage down to make sense for the channel, and then leverage the power of keywords to get your show found. And guess what? If you're ready to take that step, this might be the unlock you need to scale your content, to take your voice, your brand to the next level, to reach more people quickly using the power of YouTube and Google, which are the two strongest search engines out there. So that's what I got for you guys today. I hope that helps you think about where you could be taking your podcast, if nothing else. If you're not ready for that today, at least maybe it gets you started thinking about how you could move towards that in the future. I appreciate you guys. Again, this is step-by-step. Step. Tackle these little items each day and move forward. Hope these tactics shared were helpful. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you all next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to BrandsOnBrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit BrandsOnBrands.com.